Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. The following program is sponsored by Kettering Baptist Church. Welcome to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church, where we minister in the spirit of excellence under the leadership of our anointed senior pastor, Bukas Sterling III. Please stay tuned at the end of this broadcast for information on how to obtain a copy of today's message in its entirety. And now, stay tuned for the conclusion of last week's message. A great positive attribute for fathers is that they seek life for their children. Second thing here in the text is that as you pick up at verse number 20, it says, and suddenly a woman who had a flow of blood for 12 years came from behind, touched the hem of his garment, for she said to herself, if only I may touch his garment, I shall be made well. But Jesus turned around when he saw her and he said, be of good cheer, daughter. Your faith has made you well. Here's the second thing. A great positive attribute of a father is that he stops to meet his children's needs. I like that. Now, we are moving from Father Jairus to Father Jesus. Amen. And in the middle of his being en route to handle some business, he has an appointment with Jairus and Jairus' daughter. It's an important appointment because Jairus' daughter is dead. It's an imminent appointment. It's a time-constrained appointment that he's on, and we've got to hurry up and get there. And it's not just him going. The text says that he and his disciples are going. So he's got other people involved in the process of getting to where he has to go. But... Here comes a daughter. The text describes her as a woman with an issue of blood. And this woman who is disqualified from having a face-to-face -face with Jesus sneaks up and creeps up behind her father. And all she needs is a little bit of his time and a little bit of his essence if I can just touch the hem of his garment. But listen, fathers, you got to be willing even when you've got an important appointment. Even when you're on your way, even when other folk are depending on you, you've got to be willing to stop what you're doing, amen, and, and give attention to your child even when they're bothering you. Even when you're working on your sermon and they come tugging on you. Even when you're doing your homework or even when you're doing the project and, and even you're the big boss, you're the big cheese and everybody needs the project that you're working on and it has to be done tomorrow. And here come your child talking about dead daddy. A great attribute is that you're willing to stop and give attention to their needs. Because here's Jesus. I mean, this is an important appointment. He, he's on he's on assignment here. And this lady who has no appointment, who should have been crying out unclean, unclean. She just says, I just need a little bit of my father's time and attention. I'm going to talk to a whole lot of folk here in the congregation and on the radio because there's a lot of people who are starving for their father's time and attention 
even though you're now 30 years old and 50 years old and 60 plus years old, you're still hungry because you didn't get that time and attention. Daddy was too busy. He was always working. And we have accepted that as the norm. And we said, well, he didn't do it, but he was working. As if somehow that is enough. But the reality is, it's not enough, and we're suffering from depravity, from fatherly love and attention. And it transfers in a whole lot of folks' lives in the form of hooking up with people that you shouldn't hook up with because you have a father issue, and you're trying to hook up with an older dude because you got daddy issues, and you're trying to hook up with somebody who calls you pretty because you got daddy issues, or you're trying to hook up with somebody who you can tag along with and you can depend on because you've got daddy issues. I'm trying to help us daddy to understand that just a little bit of time and attention goes a whole long way to dealing with some issues that folk have had a long time. This woman had an issue for 12 years and just a little bit of time and a little bit of virtue that flowed out of the hem of her father's garment was enough to take care of her needs. This lady, like I said, she should have been outside society, and she didn't really have privilege to come to him, but she came because she just needed a moment. She just needed a touch. And sometimes, fathers, that's all our children need. They just need a moment. They just need a touch. We have to keep in mind that we can't be too busy with our other assignments or perhaps even with other children that we don't give them the attention they need. Because the tension that we give them at that moment may be what's necessary to heal an issue that's deeply seated inside of them. This woman, if you read the text, you deal with her story, you probably know about it. She had gone everywhere trying to deal with her issue. But only one thing fixed her issue, and that was getting to her father. So he stops. He does three things for her. Watch. First of all, as he stops, he encourages her. Or he says, be of good cheer. That's encouragement. Be of good cheer. I, I, I understand what you've been going through. And he says this, even though she interrupted his appointment. And you know, fathers, how we are when we got a business appointment. I mean, because we're serious. You know, we got stuff to do. We got places to go, people to see. And then for your child to interrupt that and for us to be encouraging when they interrupt. Imagine how that makes your child feel when you encourage them even after they've interrupted you. But he encourages her. He says, be of good cheer, even though she has interrupted him, because Jesus knows the power of encouraging his child. Most of us didn't get enough encouragement. Most of us, if we got it, it didn't come from daddy. Now, I know that some of you had good daddies. Not me, Pastor. My daddy always encouraged me. I know. Praise the Lord for that. But, But a whole lot of folk didn't get that. Whole lot of folk never had a good conversation with their father at all. Even though he was in the house. I'm not talking about the deadbeat dads that were never around. I'm talking about the ones that was in the house. Because all he did was work, came home, sat in front of the TV, drank a beer, smoked a cigarette, and went to sleep. But if every now and then he would have just turned to you and said, you're doing a good job. I appreciate what you're doing. Good grades. Great job. It would have helped you along the way. But some of us are still suffering because that never happened. Jesus knew the power of encouragement. He encouraged her. He said, look, be of good cheer. 
be of good cheer. And then watch this. Then he affirms her by calling her daughter. Y'all see that in the text? He, 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 first he encourages her, be of good cheer. Then he comes back and he affirms her, calling her daughter. Many don't understand. They underestimate the power of owning their children. I will include those that don't own their children, that you, you have produced some that you're not owning. But there are some who have not claimed the ones that are theirs. Amen. But there is power that is transferred when you own your child. There are some who feel disconnected from life and family because daddy never owned them. Daddy never acknowledged them. Daddy never, he, he never affirmed them as his own. Fathers, how do we do that? And, and I'm talking even so for those who have children living in the house with you, though, your own children. Every now and then you just, just a, a word to remind them that you're my child. You're my son. You're my daughter. And I love you. And affirm them in, in just the ownership of being part of the family. You're a sterling. You're you a sterling child. You're my child. You're carrying my name. That affirmation goes a long way. Jesus affirms her. He could have called her a woman. He could have he just said, what are you doing? You ain't got no right. Don't you realize I'm on assignment? I got an appointment. I got something else to do. You bothering me. Leave me alone. Get out my way. You, you, you wretched woman. You're wicked. You're, you're undone. You're unclean. He could have done a whole lot of things. But look what he says. He says, daughter. An endearing term. Jesus knows the power of endearing terms and how powerful that is in the life of children. And so as he he stops. He, he stops to meet her need because not only does she have a need of healing, he, she's got a need of encouragement. She's got a need of affirmation. And he's meeting these needs too. Oftentimes we read this text and we only see the blood healing. But there's a whole lot of other things going on in this text. He's, he's meeting needs for her. It's, it's just so important to do this for, for our children. And especially, I'd say, especially it's good to affirm them when they're down already. She's already down. She's been cast out from society. She's, she's been in this condition of uncleanness for 12 years. And here comes Jesus. And he not only encourages her, saying, good, be of good cheer, but he affirms her by calling her daughter. He owns her. He gives her what she needs in a time when she's already down. Fathers, parents, listen to me. If you could just affirm your children when they're down, it makes a whole lot of difference. They already know they messed up. They already know they're in trouble. But affirm them. And, and that's what Jesus does. Lastly, he, he validates her. He says, your faith has made you well. And what he does is he validates the faith that she exercised in order to be made well. He says, the faith that you placed in me is well placed. And he says, that is what has made you well. And I'll say this, there is great power in affirming and validating. And if you want to see your children grow spiritually, validate the things that they do that are full of faith. When they do something that is faithful, validate it, encourage them. Oh, great job. When, they, when, they, when they're little, when they're just small and they, and they want to pray, let them pray. When they want to bless their food and they want to they bless grandma and auntie and uncle and everybody at the dinner table, let them don't, don't tell them we ain't got time for all that. No, let them. Validate their faith. Encourage them. You're seeking instruction. You're seeking help from the right place. Validate them when they're doing things for God. Encourage them. And that's what Jesus does to her. He tells her, your faith has made you well. He validates her faith. He solidifies the sense of her faith. 
And so now she knows, guess what? I did the right thing in coming to Jesus. So guess what? In the future, if I need something, guess where I'm going to come? I'm coming back to Jesus. And so he validates that for her. He helps her in that. So he encourages her. He affirms her. He validates her as he stops to give attention to her needs. One great attribute, and I'll say this again, that we got to get this father's. One of the great attributes of a good father is he stops to meet the needs of his children. And regardless of what they have going on. Finally, in this text, he picks up verse number 23. It says, and Jesus, when he came into the ruler's house and saw the flute players and the noisy crowd wailing, he said to them, make room for the girl is not dead, but sleeping. As we look at these attributes of a, of a, a positive, positive attributes of a father, we say he, he, he seeks life for his children. He stops to meet his children's need. But finally, he sees his children's sleeping state. Jesus looks at this little girl whom everyone else has already determined is dead. They've already called out the flute players. They've already called out the professional mourners. Because what they see is a dead child. But only a father knows what the real condition of his child is. Let me, let me paint a picture another way. In other words, there are some people in society that look at you or look at your children and say they are worthless, they'll never be nothing, count them out, lock them up, put them away, but you know. A, a father knows. A positive attribute of a father is he knows when his children are really asleep and not dead. Jesus looks at this girl and he says, she's not dead, she's just asleep. But watch this. All the people around, they've come. They're playing the flutes. They're mourning and crying because, you know, they have, in these days they have professional mourners. They, you, you know, you call them out, okay? The, the, the women who could cry real loud and just make, you know, just make the, 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 the hair stand up on the back of your neck and just, you know, make it feel like that. You know, they, they will fall down in the ground and they'd be, you know, oh, and doing all that. And, oh, Jesus. and you just, they had a whole professional, they had a whole crew of professional mourners. And so when they saw the daughter, they thought she was dead. And so they did all the things that accommodated a dead child. Stay with me. When the world sees your child doing things and acting a certain way, they will do everything to accommodate them as being in that condition. They will say they can't learn. They will say they can't accomplish it. They'll, they'll never be successful. They're always going to be a troublemaker. They, they, need to, they need this. They need So they do everything to accommodate. Oh, they got ADHD. They got DDD. They got whatever it is. And they want to put them on match. Because the world's going to accommodate what they see. But the great attribute of a father is to say, ah, no, my child's only sleeping. He's not dead. Uh, uh, the great attribute of a father says, make room. Get, get out of the way. The great, great attribute of a father says, says look, they're not going to always be addicted. The great attribute of a father says they won't always be a troublemaker. The great attribute of a father says, I, I know they're sleeping right now, but when I wake them up, Help me, Jesus. When they, when they wake up, they're going to get their life together. I, I know that it's not the end. A great father is able to look at the situation and say, they're not dead, they're just sleeping. And the great attribute of a father steps in and says, get out of the way. Move out of the way. Make room. I just got to get to my child and wake them up. 
Help me, Jesus. And so what Jesus does is he puts everybody out the room. I love this because listen to me every now and then you got to realize that in order to protect your child in order to bring your child back to life you've got to get all the negative influences from around them you've got to get the flu players out you've got to get the mourners out the way you've got to get the hoop de doop de out the way you've got to get their hood rat friends out the way you've got to get their hoochie mama girlfriends out the way you've got to move all the people out the way and tell them move out the way my child ain't dead I'm not going to accept it. I won't receive it. You've got to move them out of the way. Get them out of the room. Clear the room. And have a one-on-one with your child. And when he gets in the room, I, I, I love this thing. He, he gets in the room and after he's removed all the people and all the negative influences. Because, see, in my mind's eye, as long as they played the flutes and, and as long as they mourned and weeped and, and, and all, as long as the professional mourners went on about what they were doing, that little girl who laid on the table, she believed she was dead because everything around her told her she was dead. Sometimes the reason why children live the way they live is because everything around them tells them that's how you are. Sometimes if you, if you just let them stay in that condition, if you don't interrupt, if you don't interfere, they will believe that I'm, I'm, I'm a gangster. How are you going to be a gangster living in a $600,000, $700,000 house? Your mom and daddy driving a Mercedes Benz. They got two Jaguars in the back of the yard. How are you going to be a gangster when you got all the money and you got all the things that you need and you try, you walking around with your pants hanging down and talking about I'm a gangster? You ain't no gangster. Move out the way. Jesus goes in and watch what he does. He steps in. He says, make room for the girl is not dead, but she is sleeping. And they ridiculed him. But he didn't let the ridicule stop him as a father. I like that. Because see, when we as fathers know our condition of our child, as much as we can tell the world, as much as we can tell their friends and everybody around them, look, get out of the way because they're sleeping. They're going to say, mm, <laughs> they're going to laugh, they're going to mock you. And, and see, a lot of fathers will get that in their head and say, oh, well, maybe you're right. But Jesus didn't let the ridicule affect him because he knew and he saw the condition of his child. And he goes to her and watch this. This is one of the amazing healings of scripture. The text says they ridiculed him. But when the crowd was put outside, he went in and took her by the hand and the girl arose. This is one of the amazing healings of scripture because Jesus doesn't say anything. He don't make no motions. He don't wave his hands over her. He doesn't look up towards heaven and say, Father, bring life back down. He doesn't do any of that. He just grabs her by the hand. Oh, thank God for fathers who will grab you by the hand. Mm. Especially when you need it. A good attribute of a father is he knows how and when to grab you by the hand. And all he does is he grabs this girl whom everybody else believes is dead by the hand. And the Bible says she arose because he grabbed her by the hand. A great attribute of a father is to know when to grab his child by the hand. And that he has the fortitude to want to do it in the first place. 
Sometimes we've got to be willing to just grab our children by the hand to lift them up, no matter how far they have fallen, no matter how wicked they have become. As a father who loves his child, who is seeking the the life for his child, we've got to be willing to reach out our hand and give them a hand to lift them up. I'll never forget this as long as I live. When I was in uh, college, Um, Some of you remember Reaganomics. Reaganomics had kicked in, and and before that, I was going to school on a grant and, you know, getting money, grant money, which is money you don't have to pay back, praise the Lord. I don't know if that exists anymore. But I was going to school on a grant, and Reaganomics kicked in, and I couldn't afford to uh, go to school anymore, and um, uh, they were, you know, doing all this um, cutbacks, 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 and my parents, they couldn't afford to send me to school, and I was in school, and and um, I, was, I was at the semester, and I was just barely able to get uh, the money to pay for the classes that I was taking, and, but I didn't have any money for books. And I was just about at the place where I was like, you know what? This, I just can't do it. It's not going to happen. And I'll never forget my father. I don't know where he got the money from. My father gave me the money for my books. Now, my father was the type of man who taught us to be self-sufficient, and he taught us to work hard for what we would get and what we would do, and, and, and he, he did that for us. He, he instilled that in us, but here was a time in my life where I was most vulnerable to quitting, and my father reached out, took me by the hand, and gave me a hand up, not a hand out, but a hand up. That's what allowed me to keep pressing forward was that point in my life that I knew my father didn't have it, but he made sacrifice to give me money to pay for my books, to keep going in school. And so as fathers, we have to know, sometimes it just takes reaching your hand out, grabbing your child by the hand. No hokey pokey, no, no waving of the hands, no miraculous, you know, you know no, no fancy stuff. Just reach them out by the hand, grab them by the hand, and then help them up. Because our children are going to go through all kinds of stuff. And as a parent, some children are going to take you through more stuff than others. But you still got to be willing to grab them by the hand and help them up. To encourage them when they're at their most vulnerable place. When Jesus grabs this girl by the hand, that's all he does. The Bible says she arose. Life came into her. She was alive. She wasn't dead. She was just sleeping. But he knew that because he knew his child. Can I take this to another higher and holier level for us? Aren't you glad that he looked at you and knew you were just sleeping and not dead? 2,000 years ago, when he looked through the eons of time and saw you laying in your sin and sadness, when he saw that you were wretched and undone, when he looked at you running the streets, acting a fool, cussing folk out, aren't you glad he didn't give up on you? Aren't you glad that he looked through 
2,000 years and saw that you needed him even though he was busy running the world and the universe. He stopped everything to step through 42 generations so that he could see about your need. Aren't you glad that he was interested in seeking life for you? That he stretched out on the cross, stretched out his hand and said, I still want to help you. I want to deliver you from the pits of hell and lift you up. Aren't you glad? That he got you up from your bed of death? Aren't you glad? That he caused you to rise from the dead? Aren't you glad? That one day he's coming back again to receive you to himself? Aren't you glad? Our Father has positive attributes that we can learn from. Praise the Lord. You've been listening to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church under the leadership of Senior Pastor Bukas Sterling III where we minister in the spirit of excellence. We pray that you have been richly blessed by today's message. Financial contributions in support of this ministry are welcome. We thank you in advance for uniting with us in kingdom building. For a copy of this sermon on CD or to hear this message again on the web, please visit our website at KetteringMinistries.org and remember to reference the title or broadcast date. We hope that you have enjoyed our journey together. And we invite you to join us for one of our spirit-filled worship services, Sundays at 8 a.m. or 11 a.m. at our new edifice called the Legacy Center, located at 6909 Crane Highway, Upper Marlboro, Maryland. For additional information, go to our website at KetteringMinistries.org or contact our church office at 301-574-3515. Please join us again as Senior Pastor Buca Sterling III and the Kettering Baptist Church family minister in the spirit of excellence. There is a devastating